Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Bless the name of Jesus. Come on, just continue to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on and continue to bless the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. So we're, we're so glad to see all of you. We can be seated. We're so glad to see all of you this morning as we celebrate our Hallelujah. 26th and, uh, founding day. Most people will call this anniversary, but we want to celebrate the day of the founding of this ministry. And, and we thank God uh, for this. Uh, as I said, this, now this is a sermon. I know uh, in, the, in, the, um, in, in the description we said discussion, but it is a sermon. Amen. So just, just pay attention and listen to the word of the Lord because this is critical to us understanding um, who we are and our purpose for being in the earth realm. So our sermon topic today is the, um, the purpose of the church in the kingdom. In the kingdom. Now I know that our children are still in the sanctuary this morning so children pay attention and catch as much as you can catch, and then if you have any questions, write them down so we can explain it to you a little bit better if we're not simple enough for you to understand, all right? So uh, we thank the Lord for this opportunity. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this opportunity to come to share with your people today the word that you've laid in our hearts. Um, we understand, dear God, that you are sovereign. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you move in all of our hearts and we thank you for this ministry for this ministry team we thank you for your grace that's upon our lives as we share your word today and as you've done so many times before god we know that you'll do it again that you will cause this to to gel and be communicated in such a way that people will get a deeper understanding of who we are uh, in your kingdom. So we commit this time to you. We thank you for your uh, anointing. Thank you for causing us to be effective in all that we say and all that we do. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Uh, so uh, for, for anybody that's watching online, all of you in the sanctuary know all of us. Uh, Minister Shalete Smalls, amen. Uh, Minister Trevor Stevens, Elder Logan Stowe, Elder Warren Hoskins. All right, so all of you all know us. Um, we, as we were talking about uh, founding day, uh, I, I, I just felt led to do something a bit different. And this is the different thing that you will see. So, so I'm pretty sure that we will be very engaging. Uh, there are several scriptures that we're going to use and as we discuss, as we talk about the purpose of the church in the kingdom. Can everybody say kingdom? Kingdom. Okay, say church. church. Amen. Amen. So we want to make sure that we understand uh, these terms and that we be able to apply them, that we're able to apply them to our existence. 
what better day uh, to talk about the, the, the church and the kingdom than we're going to celebrate Holy Communion. This is going to flow just like we normally flow. We're going to celebrate Holy Communion today, uh, which represents our Lord's uh, sacrifice on the cross and, and his resurrection from the dead. The new covenant that was established in what God, that God was doing in the establishment of the new covenant. What, a, what better day? to talk about this than to talk on a day that we celebrate the founding of a ministry. So I want to uh, go right into this, and I'm, I'm going to start with the scripture that was, uh, no, well, the scripture that was read earlier from Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus asked them, asked his disciples a question. He said, who do, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Okay. And Peter answered, well, some said, you're John the Baptist. Now, pay attention to words. Some said, you're John the Baptist. Some said, you're one of the prophets, Elijah, one of the prophets. But Jesus then asked them specifically, who do you say that I am? Okay? And then Peter answered, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood does not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Okay? I want you to repeat after me. Yes. I want you to repeat after me. All right? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? <clears throat> From my own understanding. For my own understanding. Okay. All right. Critical. Critical. Now, the founding scripture for this ministry that the Lord gave me when, we, when this ministry was founded is Psalm 96, verse 3. All right. I want to read that. And then I'm going to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And somebody can turn there and, and we can move a little bit faster if somebody else reads that. So Psalm 96, verse 3, I'm going to start at verse 1, because when you hear this scripture, hear what the Lord gave us as we started Tabernacle of Praise. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. This is the scripture. Declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous deeds among the peoples. A part of our topic is why tabernacle of praise? Why tabernacle of praise? Yeah, who has the first Corinthians chapter 12? Yeah, verse 27, chapter 12, verse 27. Verse 27. Now you are. Mm -hmm. All right, First Corinthians uh, chapter, First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-seven. Now you are Christ's body, and each of you is a member of it. Keep going. That's it. That's, That's it. good. Now you are Christ's body, speaking of us, yes. and each one of you a part of it. Okay. Now, so when we start talking about the purpose of the church in the kingdom, okay, it's critical for us to understand that the church is not the end all, okay? So you can join the church and we allow people to join the church, all right? But there's something bigger than the church, which is the kingdom. And, and Jesus said something very important to Nicodemus. You remember the Bible said that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and he was talking. He wanted to know who Jesus was. He wanted to, you know, nobody else can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. And so Jesus said to Nicodemus, you, you got that scripture? You know it by heart? Uh, well, he told Nicodemus, Bishop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to just flow. You got it. He, he, he told Nicodemus, he said that Except you be born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. But he said something before then. That's the second one. 
And the first one in verse 3 says, except a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. So, now, so what Jesus is saying is being born again is critical for you being able to perceive what the kingdom is all about. And then the second part of, of it is, except you're born again, it's critical to you being able to, to enter into the kingdom. Amen. Enter into the kingdom. Okay. It's critical that we get this. All right. And, 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 and so being born again is critical. Paul talks about us being saved, and we've talked about all of that before, but, but being born again and being, being saved is equated. It's equal. If when you're really saved, God gives you revelation of what the kingdom is about, what the kingdom is, and he helps you. The fact that you're born again causes you to enter, be able to enter the kingdom, not just joining the church and being baptized, which is a part of the process. Once you confess Jesus as Savior and Lord, then you... uh, get baptized in obedience to Christ, and you're in the church. But it's critical that we understand kingdom because being in the church does not necessarily mean that you're in the kingdom. Amen? Elder Hoskins the other day talked about the fact that uh, the church is not the end all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I was just looking at a scripture here in the book of Colossians, the first chapter, verse 13, and the Apostle Paul told the, uh, the, the, the church, he said, oh, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Mm-hmm. And I noticed right there, Bishop, that he did not say translated us into the church. We are the church. Right? Mm-hmm. We are. We're not necessarily translated into. We are the church. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But we are the churches in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So there is a bigger work than just church work. Mm-hmm. That's kingdom work that we're doing. And that's what we do here at Tabernacle Praise. We believe in kingdom. Mm-hmm. We do kingdom work, right? That's why we reach out beyond our borders. Mm-hmm. And we go because the Lord told us to go because we're doing kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about kingdom, it's important for people to understand kingdom. Okay, we live in the United States of America, right? In the United States of America, we live in a democracy, well, we all have a right to vote. We elect our officials. That's why voting is, is important. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. We, our, our form of government is a democracy. All right? So all of us have the right to vote. In a kingdom, you don't have that right. Why? Kingdom is a theocracy. Yeah. The sovereign of the kingdom sets the rules. Amen. The king is God. God is king. We are not the collective king. In our constitution, it reads, we the people. Um, we the people is not the power of the kingdom. So when you have uh, situations in church where people want to do things their own way, you can't because there's only one way. There's only one way, and it's Christ's way, because the king is God. It's not ours to dictate what it's supposed to be. Like like Elder Hassel said, this is a theocracy. And if you were in an old kingdom, to give you some historical context quickly, and you disobeyed the king, treason was not treated very lightly. Mm. Be thankful. What was that word you just used? Treason. Treason. Yeah. What is treason? You go against the commands of the kingdom. Oh, go on. Yeah. So <laughs> it wouldn't be treated very lightly. You know, back in the day, it doesn't matter where you look, Africa, Asia, Europe, you know, in the islands even, if there's a chief or a king that made a decree and the people said, no, those people died. Be thankful. We're in a kingdom where God is gracious, so immeasurable that he gets more glory because we mess up. Mm. Uh, He gets more glory because we mess up because he's so willing to forgive you 
that his grace looks even bigger. It's immeasurable. The bigger the sin, the more he can forgive. That's the God we serve. And his theocracy. Now, if we flipped it our way, there wouldn't be no forgiveness. So it's better that we follow his rule. So shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? I want to say, as um, Trevor was talking, Minister Trevor was talking, and we were talking about kingdom, I remember doing a study of maybe last week or the week before, because we are in the Lenten season. And if you remember, from the very beginning, the enemy was so crafty that he convinced Eve to go against the kingdom rules. You know, think about in the Garden of Eden, remember? He began to make her doubt the rules of the kingdom that was set up in in that particular way. Did God say? Mm -hmm. Did God say? Did God say? And I wanted to bring that up because we, as um, kingdom is inside of us first. Mm -hmm. Once we have chosen to relinquish our will to that of the Father, we have said, God, I want your kingdom rule inside of my heart. So for us as believers in the kingdom, we have to make sure that we are not creating or allowing loopholes of, did God say, Mm. did God say, did God say? Because it inevitably, like it happened in the Garden of Eden, pull us out of relationship with the Lord if we continue in making our own rules or mm. making side mm. rules and say, oh, God will forgive me for that. And, mm. and like you said, he will. But can we keep on in sin, as you said, Father, Pastor, <laughs> that God, that's, that, that grace may abound? God forbid. So we have to really, I, I started examining any loopholes that I have allowed inside of me where the kingdom isn't ruling and I am allowing myself to rule. That makes sense? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's important that we have to, down through the years, we've, we've learned church. Uh, what we have to learn is kingdom. You know, uh, throughout history, church has had different uh, positions inside of and impacts in our culture and society. Um, and um, throughout those years, we have related kingdom to the church, but we've got to relate church to the kingdom. In other words, the church has, we have to understand the purpose and the position behind where the church, what the church is inside of the kingdom. The kingdom is not here. You know, uh, I was looking at Ephesians 4. He gave some apostles and prophets and pastors, evangelists and teachers. What? For why? The perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edification of the body. So we are here. Till we so all the body, till we all come, come into, into the measure of the fullness. Maturity. The maturity, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and he goes on to say, that you no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind and slight of doctrine. Mm-hmm. So, so we are here. We are here for the purpose of the kingdom being built up. And when, when, we, when we understand that, that I am a part of a kingdom, not a church, the impact and influence of what takes place here uh, is, is much more purposeful as opposed to down through the years, us making church what fits us, mm-hmm. as opposed to utilizing church as to what fits the kingdom. Amen. So is, is this new? Is this new theology? No. Mm-hmm. No. It's been from the beginning. Yeah. Whether I mean, if you've been a part of Tabernacle of Praise, you've heard this. Well, it's been preached, whether you heard it or not. <laughs> But it's been preached and taught. But this, I want you to understand that this isn't new. This is not new teaching. Amen. We're reading the scriptures. Now, the issue is, do we read the scriptures and do we understand the scriptures? Because this is what scripture says. You were about to. Yes, sir. What I was going to do, I wanted to put everything in context. Basically, the scripture we read in the beginning 
when Jesus asked Peter and the disciples, who do men say that I am? Mm -hmm. And they say what they said, and Peter finally, out from Revelation, he said, I'm to the revelation of God to him, he said, you know, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him, you are Petros, mm -hmm. with an O on it, mm -hmm. and upon this Petros, with an A, mm -hmm. so it's not the same. That's right. I will build my church. Petra is that true? Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say, and I will give you the keys mm -hmm. of the kingdom. So that shows you the church is different than the kingdom. He give us the keys of the kingdom because we need to operate, be able to operate in the kingdom, know how to operate in the kingdom, using kingdom principles, not church principles. <laughs> kingdom principles is what we need to learn. Amen. Where do church principles come from? Man. Say it. Man. <laughs> Amen. Kingdom principles come from the word. Church principles can be what a denomination sets up. So denominations may be different. Okay. Denominations might say uh, women don't wear pants. Uh, but that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says in the context of which it was written, a woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Now, in the day that the scriptures were written, men wore robes. And so uh, that wasn't the same context. So when you talk about this, of course, you got to understand context. But I wanted to thank you for that context. Thank you for that context. That's so important. So important. Now, remember, it starts with who do you say that I am? So what's the purpose of them understanding who Jesus is? It was anybody want to well uh, to to understand his purpose, right? Yes. You understand you understand his heart. Mm -hmm. They saw his heart many times when he wanted to go rest, and the people had followed him, and he you know put his rest on pause mm -hmm. and ministered to the people. That was kingdom work. Mm -hmm. It wasn't church work. Church hadn't even been started yet. Mm -hmm. Baptist and Jesus both came preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, not the church. The church was 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 created, for lack of a better word, because Jesus had been rejected. Mm -hmm. And he started the church to have a place where the people can be trained in kingdom principles mm -hmm. by people that he would set up, gifts, mm -hmm. apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, and other gifting to build up the, uh, uh, up the saints for kingdom work, not so much church work. Church work feeds into the kingdom. If your church work is not feeding into the kingdom, you're going to die because it has no outlet. It has a defective inlet. If you will. Mm -hmm. Amen. That takes us into, and, and we're not going to dominate this, this talking, so everybody has something to add. We're not going to dominate the sermon, but it takes us into a different perspective that I want us to see in the body of Christ as to see this. So God placed in the church these gifts for a purpose. In that statement, he never says, I gave these titles so that you can be elevated. Right. He never says, I gave these titles so that you can be worshipped. I gave these positions, I gave these gifts so that the body can be built up for the work of ministry. Until we all come into the unity of faith, all right, uh, to a, uh, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, mm -hmm. attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. So then God wants his people to become mature. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, and he says, I could, in the beginning, because there was like bickering and going on about some people being more spiritual than others. He said, I couldn't write to you as mature people in Christ. I had to write to you as babies, because the way you're acting, you're not acting like, mature people in Christ. So I have to feed you with milk rather than meat because meat is for the more mature. Amen. Any little baby in here, it's not, you're not going to give a, a two-year-old uh, a six-ounce ribeye <laughs> or tomahawk steak. <laughs> you know, because that baby can't even chew it. And Paul said, now notice what he said is, it's the way you're acting, Amen. your behavior. Amen. Because you're not acting like mature people, you're acting like babies. Yes. 
Now, babies, you know, you know the characteristics of babies. I don't want to go way in that direction, but you know, babies get their little attitudes, and babies cry, and baby wants that way, and and babies mess up, and you got to clean them. You know, you, you got to watch over them. They just they just run away from you if you're not careful. You know, you got to watch them when you go in a crowd because they they'll get lost. You know, they'll just run because they don't understand danger or nothing like that. Paul said, I want you to, God wants you to be mature. So he wants us. The purpose of the gifts is not for us to lift ourselves up and think that we are more than we are. We're just servants in the kingdom Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're built up for the work of ministry Mm -hmm. because we are the church. Now, now, um, I'm trying to watch time. (laughs) Um, so, so help me, brother Kenton with, with time over there. Um, so we are, I need to know when we're about at 10, 10, 15. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Can I say something? Yes. I I want to, and we're talking about the kingdom, you know, because sometimes it it may feel like, like, okay, how do I fit in this puzzle? Mm. You know, and and I, I probably will always go back to the matters of the heart. Because if the kingdom, if you're not anchored in your heart, when you're not anchored in your heart regarding kingdom, regarding the revelation of Jesus Christ to you, because Jesus did say, well, who do you say I am? And it was Peter who, by revelation, Mm -hmm. understood who Jesus was. And if we aren't understanding, like you said earlier, sir, who Jesus is to us, we're never going to grasp and anchor in to the kingdom principles. It starts so internally before externally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, so, it's so much a matter of the heart where Jesus must be sovereign first before we can even operate externally in, in movement of kingdom. So if you are unstable, if we are unstable and not stable in our hearts about God, you are sovereign in my life. We are going to be tossed to and fro like children, mm-hmm. like, like a ship without a sail. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that we grab hold and anchor into who Jesus is to us first. Get our souls stable in who he is by revelation of the Holy Spirit. So that we can operate in the kingdom principles. So that means, you know, in, in which book was it? Come on, one of y'all elders. And the one he tells you to put off the Colossians. I can't remember. Yeah, the old man. Put oh, off. Yeah. And, and he itemizes different things to put off. And then he tells us to put on love, to put on compassion, to put on other items that does not happen overnight. And it does, it is not magical. So mm-hmm. it takes diligence to anchor into kingdom principles in your heart so that you can be the light that God has designed you to be. Makes sense? Amen. Yeah. Let me say this. Um, Like I said, going back to Matthew, you see that it was upon the revelation that we get that Jesus can give the keys. (laughs) It's also upon that revelation that Jesus said that you would be built up. Mm -hmm. You know, upon this rock I will build. He's going to build up. You look at that word in the Greek, it means to make firm, mm-hmm. to build up. So each individual in, in the church, we are being built up based on that revelation, right? Mm-hmm. But we also are getting the keys because of the revelation of Jesus Christ that we have. have uh, the writer of Hebrews told that church, they had probably six months old, I think, if I'm mm-hmm. not thinking, say that in the time that you ought to be teachers, mm-hmm. you have need that one teach you again. Because they did not understand the basic doctrines of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, you need to, I mean, the, the writer said, you need to be, you need to be uh, taught again because they were babies, even though they had been in church. Mm-hmm. They hadn't learned kingdom principles and they were not, they, they were not, uh, um, what, uh, um, what's our theme this year? Making, oh, make an application. They, were making, they weren't making application of the kingdom principles because they didn't understand them. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think. If you look at verse 16 of Ephesians 4, it says, mm-hmm. from him, the whole body, joined and held together. Um, I think King James says, fitly joined. Mm-hmm. 
from him the whole body fitly joined together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Um, and you talk about, you know, Jesus asking his disciples, who, who do you, you say that I am? Um, it's important to understand if, if you are going to be a part of the body, you need to know the body you're a part of. Mm. You know, mm. when you think about your hand and your arm, your leg, your, your hand is familiar with your leg. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your eyes are familiar with your ears. You know, there's that, there's that body fitly joined together. And I think when it comes to the kingdom, we have to understand it's not so much, it's not so much about what I want to do, mm-hmm. um, but it's about where I'm fit, mm-hmm. where I fit inside of the body, understanding that every, every capability that he has given me is for the intent of the edification, the building up of the body. And when I, when I truly understand that and understand who Jesus is and who Jesus should be in my life, where he is, if he is ahead of my life, then that means it's about me finding where I, where I, what my purpose is, what my function is, is being attached attached to the body and it goes back to the true relevant relevance and importance of why why are we here Mm -hmm. you know why do we find ourselves here at this point because we are a body Mm -hmm. that is fitly joined together we all need each other amen uh, to operate and to function inside the body no one part is greater than the other and when i begin to understand that and when you look at the totality of the word Mm-hmm. That's where you begin to incorporate humility. Mm-hmm. That's where you begin to incorporate those things that we are to lay aside, right? And that's where we put on the, the armor of God. And that's when we begin to understand the impact of the gifts that he has placed in the body. And his intent is to see us mature mm-hmm. into, the fullness of, into the fullness of the body. So here Jesus is standing. He, he, is, he, is, he is wanting us. Mm. He is wanting us to become more and more and more like him. Because what it does is it, 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 that is where his body, that is where his body increases. You know, in my mind, I, I picture, mm. you know, cartoons we used to watch where uh, I can't remember the cartoon character where the, you know, the, the, the character um, increased in strength and just grew. Y'all have yeah. incredible Hulk. Uh, uh, I mean, the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk was one, but he did it when he was yeah, angry. When he was angry. Uh, but, 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 you know, all, yeah. but, you know, I mean, all, all of those, you know, the characters where it was five or six uh, heroes that would come together and attach themselves and yeah. they, they, they were, they were bigger and strength. So when I understand, the different aspects, the different aspects of the kingdom, each of us in here has has gifts. Each mm-hmm. of us in here mm-hmm. has abilities. And when I understand that that we are all we complement each other, mm-hmm. we are not intended to be the same. We're mm-hmm. not intended to be, be alike. Mm-hmm. You no. know, we are intended. We are different for a reason. Mm-hmm. The reason we are different is so that as we mature, mm-hmm. we're able to lay aside our differences for one common purpose, and that's the expansion, the expansion of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that is under, is, is inside of the body of Christ. Let mm-hmm. this mind be in you. Mm-hmm. Which, is also, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned body. Yeah, because I want to come back and we got to talk about the body. Yeah, yeah. I actually, did, that's the Go ahead. that's what I was going to deal with the dispensation um, with it that deals with the body because the um, one of the things like you you kept talking about purpose, and um, I will say as a thirty eight year old man in the twenty twenty three, you know, my generation lacks purpose. Nihilism is great. Nihilism is uh is the ability to not care. Mm. Um, and it becomes a religion for people yeah. to not care. Um, a body without purpose dies. Mm-hmm. Period. Look at the body, your regular body, your body is 
there are bacteria, there are blood cells, there are muscle. There's mm -hmm. so many things that make your body work. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm gonna listen. What happens when you don't exercise your muscles? They, they fade away. Huh? They get smaller. Atrophy. Yeah. There's multiple things that could go wrong with a body that does not work. But what's even worse is when a body turns against itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? I mean, yes. so, so yeah. what we got going on is, is that the body begins to, in certain situations, there are certain diseases that make the body eat itself if not taken out of the body. Mm -hmm. So when we're coming into this era that we're in right now, the dispensation is, as God was, well, God was speaking through Paul in Ephesians 1.10, dispensation is a strategic plan. Mm -hmm. It's a whole plan. Not for one person, but for the whole body. So if the whole body is now on a plan, somebody's gonna eat, somebody's gonna eat each other. There's a devouring that's gonna happen inside the body. If you do not stick to the plan and you're a soldier, units die. If you do not stick to the plan and you are in corporate business, the business will fail. Everywhere we look when there is no unity, it eats itself. It mm -hmm. dies. Mm -hmm. So when we're dealing with this current age, you are here because the Lord wanted you here in 2023 to be saved under his authority, under his sovereignty for this body that is whole. That is not with the vision. It's strategic plan. Mm -hmm. So we have to, the purpose of this is that we understand that we are a part of the strategic plan. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, this is my first closing. <laughs> you got four minutes. This is my first closing. All right. <laughs> so just, just notice that. We, we can't stop right here. I want us to get this picture. So we're the body of Christ. First Corinthians 12, 27 says, now you are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Each one of you are a part of it. Mm -hmm. I want to just, uh, I want to, Elder, Elder Stowe said, what Christ wants, okay? There's no way for you unless your body can't do it. Your head sends the signal. Mm -hmm. Your head tells your foot to raise and your foot raises. Your head, your signal comes from your brain. Stand up. And if you can, you stand up. Okay, you don't go against what your brain tells you. You just automatically do it. Amen. We are the body of Christ. All right. The body of Christ does not destroy itself. Amen. Right. Because Christ, there's no sin in Christ. Amen. We've got to get this picture of who we are. Yeah. Because if we don't see that Christ is our head, we are connected to him. All right, excuse me, my eyes just running water for some reason. We are, this is a spiritual thing, okay? We are connected to Christ. We have to obey him. There's no way for us to be connected to Christ and we decide not to obey him. Okay. Once we decide not to obey him, we step out of his will. We're no longer connected. Yeah. It's a challenge for us in human flesh because the flesh never wanted to obey Christ. Never want to obey God because there's a war, there's a battle going on. But once we are saved, we have to constantly be working to bring ourselves into submission to the will of God because that flesh is going to be there. And we got to see if we never get the picture that we are the body of Christ, if we can't see that, if we just keep seeing ourselves as, well, I'm a member of Tabernacle of Praise. I'm a member of, of XYZ Church. Or I'm a Christian, but we never see ourselves as part of that body Amen. that is connected. Amen. And anytime you cut something off of your body that connects, it really hurts. Amen. It really hurts. Yeah. We're connected to Christ. So we can't just choose. Well, we can because you have free will, but then you step out of the will of God. You, you, you disconnect yourself from, from this this divine connection. We said something earlier. Children, I want you to understand this. We use the word revelation. 
Uh, Minister Stevens used the word dispensation. That's way above you all's head, but he'll explain it to you afterwards. Come see it. <laughs> but revelation is an unveiling. So something is covered. Your eyes are covered. You don't see what's on the other side. But once the covering is removed, now you can see. So what the Lord wants to do is remove this covering from our eyes, what he has done in scripture for us to understand who Jesus is. And as the Holy Spirit works in us, he's removed the covering. He's removed. We're not answering questions. He's removed the questions. All right. This is a sermon. We'll answer questions afterwards. This is a sermon. So so he's removed the covering. He's given us the responsibility of ministers and elders and teachers place us in the body to help remove the covering so you can understand. Mm -hmm. If any person chooses not to understand, we can't force you, but just know that you disconnect yourself from the body and you can't fulfill your purpose. What a body of Christ. Now, um, uh, in Matthew 28, Matthew 28, it talks about purpose. Now, Minister Smalls talks about God's heart and this is a heart matter and it really is. Because our hearts have to, we have to decide that we want to follow Jesus. And we have to deal with our hearts. Because our hearts are deceitful. You know, we can't even know our hearts. We're born in sin. We've been shaped in iniquity. We, 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 so this is a, it takes Holy Spirit to really work in us so that we submit and our hearts change. And we have the mind of Christ. Okay. So this is a heart. God's heart doesn't start in Matthew 28. It's a fulfillment. All right. In Matthew 28, because what God's will was always that people come to him, that the nations would come to him. He chose the Jews. They missed it. Because they began to think about themselves as being God's special people and they stopped. They stopped reaching out. They stopped being God in the midst of the people. So, so, so. This is all a part of God's plan. So he chose the Jews. They failed. He sent Christ into the world. Amen. And Christ says, as my father has sent me, even so, I, Jesus said, I send you. All right. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. We are his body in the earth. So what is his body supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be carrying out his ministry. So God has a church for his ministry. That's our purpose. Amen. To fulfill God's vision. And Matthew 28 says, go therefore. There's another translation of that. That says, as you go. As you go. So really, when you talk about being the body of Christ in the earth realm, there's no evangelistic team except it's the whole church. Amen. Amen. There's no evangelistic outreach per se because as the body of Christ every day. Amen. Every day. Amen. You're manifesting Christ in your home. We mess up sometimes, but we get it straight. That's what, a, that's what forgiveness is for. That's what apology is for. That's what correction is for. So as we go in my home, yes. in my neighborhood, yes. at Walmart, yes. if I go to the club, I need to be going in there to get somebody saved yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a part of the body of Christ. Amen. All right. And, and, you understand what I mean? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. yeah. That just, as I bring my, my heart in line yes. with God's will Amen. and understand who I am, there's certain things I don't do. Amen. Yeah. That's right, Bishop. Yeah. And it, it, it becomes more, it, it's more about being than being. it is doing. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of times we relate everything to doing, mm -hmm. you know, especially when it comes to the church, when it comes to kingdom, when it comes to body, we talk about kingdom work. Um, mm -hmm. It's about being the kingdom. It's about being. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw men mm. unto me. And, you know, what we make hard is really not that hard. Mm -mm. Uh, we, we make it difficult because we try to do it. Yes. Let's stop trying to do it 
and start being. <laughs> yeah, start being. Because I, I want to tie into that. And we'll get to our second closing. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, you are, you are, uh, oh, you are, you know, we need to, we need to stop focus on doing and, and start being, you know, start being because, and, and then be, it's much easier to be than it is to do because like you said, you're, there are things that our body does that the head tells our body that we don't even realize that the message has been sent, Mm -hmm. you know. Because we're B, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. When we get to that point, I, I was going to say it's much it's easier to do than be, because you can come and do something and not be it. So I give you an yeah. assignment, and you can just do it, and then you go on back and you be the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, right. you come and do yeah. what you, you come and do yeah. what you've been assigned to do. Yeah, because you've been assigned yeah. to do it, but your yeah. heart is not there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's, there's no there. fruit in that though, that, and that's, that's there's no fruit in there's that. There's no fruit when you when you're just doing, and that's how mm-hmm. that's how we're able to tell whether or not we're being or we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing it and it ain't no, if if there's an activity going on and and there's no fruit, you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if there's an activity going on and you see all this fruit coming in, you're being. And you then know, you the more the you be, the easier it is to be. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You got to stop being because that's when it, beco- it becomes what we were saying, the natural second nature. Amen. Just yeah. to be. Amen. You know, you called me to preach five minutes before the, before the message is due. I mean, this is who I am. So I'm going to preach. Amen. I mean, I don't have to go and study because I've been reading. I've been doing my devotional every day. You know, I've been preaching for all these years. So this is who I am. I'm going to preach. If I walk into a church and there's no preacher and I'm not going to lose it because they say, well, 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 Bishop, we need a sermon. Well, I just have to stand up to the, to the pulpit and deliver a message because this is who I am. It's in me. Amen. Yeah. So it becomes easier. Now, if it's not in me, yeah. oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Amen. Don't call me at the last minute. <laughs> you know, I can call either one of these preachers at the last minute. You have. <laughs> they, they might get a little nervous, but they're going to stand up and do what they're assigned to do. And let me just say this. This is just five of us. There are, other, there are, there are three other ministers that are not on the panel, three or four others. Uh, that, that we, I thank God for all of our ministers and elders who are quite capable of, of delivering the word of the Lord and leading the people. Yeah, you were going to say. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, talking about being, and that's one of my, that's probably the mantra of my life. We need to be before we can do. We focus mm-hmm. a lot on doing and not on being, because when you are, then you are able to do what's expected. Let me say this. The Bible tells us in uh, uh, Galatians, I think, 2.20, I think it's that, if any man be mm-hmm. in Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. he is a new creature. So we have a being that's in Christ Jesus, right? And that's what's being developed. I also thought about the scripture here in the book of Romans. It says, for the, 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 the earth, or the, it's groaning, it waits for the manifestation of the sun. Mm-hmm. Notice it didn't say children. Mm-hmm. It, for the sun. So we need to mature. It's, it's waiting for the manifestation for the sons of God to mature. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, I know uh, we're at our second closing. So, <laughs> so, so I want us to just, just say, I just talk again briefly. We're dealing with the purpose of the church in the kingdom. And we are, Tabernacle of Praise is a local congregation in the kingdom. And this is our founding day. It's important for us to understand why. Why would God call this ministry into being? Um, you know, a lot of things have been said. You know, if, if those of you all who were with us in the beginning, you will know that I never asked anybody to leave where you were. I only told one person that I was resigning. One person. So when people say, and this is neither here nor there, I just want us to, to understand something. People say, you know, he split the church. I didn't split anything because I didn't ask anybody to leave. Everybody could have stayed where they were. But people came to me and said, Pastor, 
what are we going to do? And I said, I prayed that night. I said, Lord, what am I going to do? I have these people who want me to be their pastor. I don't have anywhere to take them. I don't have a building. I don't have anywhere. So I knew from the beginning that this was God's doing. I said to you all that I was going to Bible study one night when I crossed over Lincoln Road. I heard the Lord distinctly say, Tabernacle of Praise. And I didn't understand what that meant. I did not understand what it meant. I knew certain things couldn't happen, but I did not understand what that meant. So, so there's a purpose in our being. And we've got to see that, that you didn't just, those of you who started, and then those of you who came after the beginning of this ministry, you didn't, you didn't leave where you were because I asked you to go. I didn't ask you to do that. So God was in the plan. Two years before I resigned, the Lord said, Tabernacle of Praise. And the situation kept setting itself up for this ministry to be called out. And Elder Hoskins mentioned yesterday that it's important for us to understand the church is, the Greek term is ekklesia. Can everybody say that? Ekklesia. It means called out once. So whenever God calls out a body, he calls us out for a purpose. So why T.O.P.? What do you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, as I joined in 2003, um, and you know, I was a black atheist, so just to set the record, um, I was a rare, rare beat. Um, there ain't many black atheists even today. Uh, but what really hit me about this church was A, the doctrine. Um, but the love of T.O.P. You know, like, like that, that was the, the anchor that, that hit me. You know, like I, I got revelation here, which I had never had anybody speak to me specifically in my situation. But T.O.P. exists because it's a special entity. Uh, it's small um, compared to bigger churches. Um, but the work we do, though, I mean, it's, it's undeniable. It's undeniable that God is at work. Um, like, God is definitely at work in this building. And that's through every single gift that's in this house. Every single level of income in this house. God is at work. And he is doing something very special with the people that's in here. And it's tough. I know. Because we're held to a standard that is godly. <laughs> Mm. Um, so that's tough when we want to go our own way mm. and I just say that to encourage the people because Antioch small church, Jerusalem big church in Acts Antioch sent Paul and Barnabas Jerusalem were literally probably a few years away from having a national disaster and an earthquake that would tear the entire place apart. And who helped them out? The small churches. The many churches that were birthed from the call from Antioch blessed the big church, not the other way around. The small churches were ready and were able to give. T.O.P. has been that way since I've been here. It's nothing to be ashamed of, something to be very proud of. Amen. 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 Those are still, you were here from the beginning. I didn't know you were a preacher. You were coming. Yeah. You, you were, you yeah, were, you were, you were yeah. enthralled by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bishop, anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Miss, Miss, Bishop, Bishop used to, this is when we were at McKelvey Center real quick. Bishop used to give the altar call and I'd have my head down like this. <laughs> so I ain't you said loud I'm enough for people. Not, somebody might want to I'm not even going to look at him. But, uh, you know, and yeah, I was here from the beginning. I just look at look at uh, where Tabernacle Praise was then and, and where it is now. Uh, because I think at the onset of the ministry, I think for us it was, it was uh, more about freedom mm. than it was about uh, really becoming who who we were to be in our infancy it was about freedom 
because you know one of the first things you know you do when you get out when you become free is you celebrate <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact the fact the fact that you're free and then beyond that it, it, it you know I, I remember a time and I once I remember a time when you look at the progression the growth of tabernacle of praise you can go back and listen to a sermon that Bishop preached the first year and the sermon that he preached this year. And there's a stark difference. Mm-hmm. This man used to, after he preached, we would have to warm up hot water mm-hmm. and tea because he had used his voice to the extent that he couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. But now, is, but, and, and that, at the first year of Tabernacle of Praise, we were preached to. We were preach doctrine. We will preach word. He's always preached a word. Mm-hmm. But in this years of tabernacle praise, we're taught. Mm-hmm. And that's what it that's what it's become when I see the the impact of tabernacle tabernacle praise, why we are here, why TOP. Uh one of the things a head does is it ter- it determines what's necessary for the body. Mm-hmm. You are not going to do anything that's a benefit to your body until your head comes in line with what it is you want to do, what it is you need to do. So Jesus, down through the years, I firmly believe he has made his body what it needs to be at that time. And we have become what the body of Christ needs to be at this time, where it's not about preaching, it's it's about teaching, it's about teaching sound doctrine. It's about maturing into the fullness of Christ. And, and so when we understand that, it becomes, that, that's the, the, the reason we need to truly understand that because it allows us to put a lot of small things aside for the sake of the body mm-hmm. and what the body needs to continue to mature. Mm-hmm. I, I could say a whole lot more, yes. but I'll stop right there. Yeah, we're, we're at our fifth closing. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, uh, Minister Spons. I can remember when this church was first started. I was one of the first members as, yes. as well. And I remember being in this building, pregnant with our first child, Olivia. And there was no carpet on the floor. It was just take chairs. And it was dusty in here. Yeah. And it was a Saturday. Saturday for rehearsal because my husband and I were over the you know music ministry at that time, and I can remember going into labor pains, mm. and Brother Jerome would not stop praying. <laughs> Someone told him she's in labor, and he was praying for us. He was praying for God. Let them get to the hospital. Can you stop? praying so we can leave because I, I, I delivered quickly. And I said that and it was funny but it's still true. This church has gone through numerous labor pains. Mm. But we made it through. Amen. And we continue to make it through. We not, may not be the largest church and I'm glad about that. This is a church that allows you to be Pastor Jackson and Lady Gladys, you have allowed us room to, be, to, to become who we are. I knew nothing about worship leading when we first started. I learned on the job mm-hmm. while here, just allowing me to become who I am. Right here at Tabernacle of Praise, there was no force. It was no, you got to do it, but I'm going to help you. And you have always been the leaders like that. And I know a lot of times people are like, oh, we're not going to tell Bishop Jack. Oh, don't go to pastor. But he, you, are, you and Lady Gladys are the exact opposite of what men say you are. Mm-hmm. Who do men say I am? Who, who, you know, but who do you say I am? You are a gentle leader and you love. Both of you guys love and you're very compassionate. And I've learned to become who I am because of the strength of the leadership, we will continue to go through labor pains Mm -hmm. and we will continue to grow. But this is a good nurturing environment that helps and assists with you growing into who God has called you to be. It's okay to be 
Um, don't what's that scripture that talks you were talking about? Don't be more than who you are. Oh, not think more of yourself. Highly. Highly. That yeah. means don't do we don't have to do everything. But what you are good at, what God has called you to be, be that. Be that. And this environment is conducive to us being if we allow our hearts to become anchored in it. Amen. That's yeah. it. Dr. Hoskins. Yes, yeah, sir. I remember, Bishop, when we came in 2003, I remember distinctly uh, hearing the Lord's voice. And I called my brother. I was sitting at my kitchen table. And I was reading in the book of Revelation, and we were talking about to the church of Philadelphia, and it saved the whole I set before you an open door, right? And when we came here, that was the theme. I said, oh my God, that's what God was doing. Because that was a rhema word. I knew it was good. And I said, that's what, so this is what, plus we seen you, we heard you preach, and I heard quality. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I don't know if that's a good term, but I used it. This good, <laughs> quality, good quality word coming forth, because that's what I was used to it. And I, me and my wife decided to come here, and I noticed something, Bishop, is that you focus on you focus on the church, but you focus on us getting beyond our borders, right, mm-hmm. and going. And uh, God has given us; He uses a principle in Scripture. He always start with a small thing and branches out. That's why He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." He don't want mm-hmm. you to just stay there, mm-hmm. and that's what Adam and Eve were supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what we do at Temple of Grace. But it's quality that we are expanding, right? It's what we are putting out. We're not just putting out, you know, come and mm-hmm. you know have church, mm-hmm. which we have often said. How do you have church? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> come and have church. Just dance. All that is fine and well, but we get quality here. And uh, one of the things that we get, a lot of people don't get, is we are branching out. We love to have the numbers. Mm. But the numbers to us, we haven't focused on the numbers. We focus on the quality. quality. Amen. 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 So as we continue to grow in our being, and I want us to understand that this is not just for the ministers and elders. This is for the body. We are the body of Christ. So important for us to hear that and be that because your neighbor needs you. In your neighborhood, you're needed. On your job, you're needed. In Walmart, you're needed. In the school, young people, you're needed to be Christ to people who don't know Christ. And as you get older, you'll understand more. But hopefully this has helped us understand our purpose. We could go on and on. This is a deep discussion and we could go on for hours. Uh, There's so much that could be said. We're not going to be said. I just want to encourage us, focus on who we are. Let's be who we're supposed to be, which challenges us and helps us shape parameters around our lives so that when people see us, they see Christ. We are the body of Christ. You're not just an individual. You're not just an individual. You're not just a perfect person. You are the body of Christ and you are in the earth realm for a particular reason. Amen. And as you grow, as you discover, remember God wants to use you to help someone else. When I look at our ministerial staff and the gifts and abilities that we have, we're still right now nine people among so many others. So as you grow, you can help someone else. We shouldn't be having to help the same people that we've been helping for 40 years, well, 26 years, that started with us with elementary things. Paul said, let's move beyond the elementary things. There's ministry for you to do. There's ministry for you to do so you can help someone else. And as that person gets helped, they're going to help somebody else. That's discipleship. That's the discipleship process that every one of us has to be engaged in. It's not just for the pastor, the ministers, the elders, or the teachers. It's for every believer to mature so that you can help someone else mature. So don't don't feel like I've arrived now. It's time for me to go somewhere else. No, there's somebody in this congregation that you're connected to that you need to help mature. That's the process of maturing. Now, uh, before we close today, There may be someone who wants to give your life to Jesus. Now, remember, 
that we're connecting to him. Yes, you see us and you see the building, but the building is not the church. We are the church. And we come to Jesus. We give our lives to Jesus so that he becomes the Lord of our lives. And so maybe there's someone today who you want to give your life to Christ. Maybe your, your parents have been ministering to you. Your, your, your children's church teacher has been ministering to you. Somebody has been ministering to you and you want to be baptized. You want to give your life to Jesus so that you can become a part. You can become connected. So if that's, if, if that's you, I want to give you the opportunity. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.